Today in Flex in the City, we interview Steve Bernard from One Group Solutions. And Steve talks why titles are less important than harnessing the collective and why passion and purpose are part of the revolution. All that happening right now in Flex and the City. Hello, everybody. This is Rachel Treese on Flex in the City. And today we have our very first Luxemburger on Flex in the City. Schöne gute Nometisch, Steve. Steve is founding partner at One Group. Nice to see you, Steve. Hello. Thanks for having me. You're very, very welcome, Steve. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about um, you, Steve, and, and how you came to be the founding partner of One Group. And I also, I'm very curious because you have a slight Irish accent when you speak mm. English. So you need to tell uh, me and the listeners a little bit more about where that came from. Well, that's what a lot of people are telling me. But uh, the funny story is that I've never actually left Luxembourg. I'm born in Luxembourg. Uh, families in Luxembourg since a few generations, always lived in Luxembourg. Um, where do I have my accent from? I, I, I don't know, probably just working in, in, in this industry and working with a lot of Irish, American, British, and just somehow I've picked up a funny accent. Very good. So tell us a little bit about how you came to be doing what you're doing today, Steve. Well, so I'm 42 years old now. I'm married and I got a son at the age of, of 16. As I said, I'm a Luxembourger, never leave, left Luxembourg. The funny story is my, my family is here for, for many generations and probably represents very well how the Luxembourg economy has evolved yeah. over the, the past uh, one, 100 years. Uh, my great grandfather, he, he was a miner. Uh, my, my grandfather, uh, he was working in the steel industry. Uh, my dad has worked for the Spurcase. And then when I finished school, I, as so many Luxembourgers thought I had to work for uh, the government. So I started at uh, the Ministry of, of Education. I uh, probably would have had a job for, for, for my life, but then um, I, I thought I need something with a bit of a more international flavor. Mm. And that's how I got into the funds industry. And that was back in 1998. And who was the first company you worked for, Steve? That was a um, management company at the time, owned by one of the big German banks, uh, Hyperkreuzbank. Right. Okay. So very, very it was international, yet not that international at, at the time, but it was probably the, still the closest, the closest to home, um, and probably language at the time I could, uh, I could, I could speak best, um, which, which was German. Uh, after that, I've moved to State Street, and I still remember, well, at the time, certainly my, my English wasn't as good as, as it is today. When I was drive, driving to work, um, I was thinking about, uh, the way I could say certain things, um, so that was certainly uh, certainly challenged initially, uh, but it's it's gotten better uh, very fast. Very good, very good. So you're now in the world of entrepreneurship as the founding partner of One Group. So I'm very curious, what, what really motivates you, and what are your core values, Steve? Well, yeah, with my own company, together with my, my business partner, Revel Wood, since since 18 months now, and and it's a lot it's a lot of fun. It's obviously different compared to what we've, what we've done before. Uh, what motivates me? It's really work, working with people. It's the fun at work. It's exploring new things. It's coming up with new solutions. It's uh, grasping opportunities. It's exploring new cultures, which my, my job has, has always allowed me to, to do uh, working with asset management clients, clients from, from around the world. I'm passionate about uh, building businesses, building brands, building teams. I, I know very well that no, no, no manager, no leader can ever be successful on his own. It always 
takes a winning team. Absolutely. Talking about a winning team, one of the things that I, I, I found quite curious is that you have no job titles at, at one group um, as such. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and, and how that works? Yeah, that was a very conscious decision at the time. Um, there is no CEO, there is no CEO or director. Um, having worked in big corporations for, for many, many years, I realized how much time that we've spent in the past on uh, working on the next promotion, um, getting the next big title, which ultimately what was looking back today was, was pointless, I, I find, and the time that often we, we waste uh, on these things rather than just really focusing on, on the job or the challenge or the solution at, at hand. Um, so it was a very conscious decision uh, not to have any corporate titles. Now, the funny story is that when we officially went, went live and we all wanted to uh, update our LinkedIn profiles, we realized you couldn't update LinkedIn without a title. So we've decided that we would call uh, ourselves partners. So all of us are partners in, in, in the business, which ultimately is, is, is true because the way we've uh, built the team as well, we wanted everyone to have an incentive. So everyone is part of an equity scheme uh, at the company, and that goes for current employees as well as uh, for future employees, uh, because everyone needs a purpose. Everyone needs to have an incentive of building long-term relationships. Mm -hmm. And, you know, looking at our industry, it's prob it was prob probably one of the biggest challenges that we've certainly had the last few years was uh, staff turnover rates, which were very, very high. And, and that was obviously an issue that uh, we wanted to avoid as well. Um, you know, a few, few years down, down the line and hence uh, why the incentive for everyone. But hey, we all partners in the business. Very good. So, you, so you're very much a teal organization. Um, Frederick Leloux wrote the book about teal organizations, which is a very flat structure and a very collegiate and collaborative culture. Correct. That's the way we're looking at it. Yeah. Fantastic. Steve, you've had a, a lengthy career in financial services. Who's been the most inspiring? Well, either in financial services or outside of financial services. Who's, who's inspired you the most? Well, good, good, good question. And it really depends on whether we're looking at it, you know, within the financial services or outside of the financial services industry. Certainly outside of the financial services industry and, you know, looking more broadly, it, it's certainly people who've, who've changed our world, uh, people who've uh, come up with solutions that maybe before we didn't necessarily think uh, they, they were possible, like, uh, you know, Steve Jobs and, and Elon Musk uh, or, or Bill Gates and, and, and others. Um, but then maybe more at a, at a European level, um, well, people who've certainly always inspired me. I'm, I'm personally a big fan of, of, of Europe, of, of the EU. Um, it's certainly those who've um, made this continent a, a better place. Um, people like uh, Robert Schumann, the founder or even stay in Luxembourg, Jean Juncker, who's always uh, fought uh, to to make the EU a a, a better a better place. Uh, looking at maybe a more local level and and maybe you know an industry level, um, it's certainly people um, who were there at uh, the very start of our industry, the likes of a, a Jacques Elving or Freddie Brouch or or, or mm. Claude Kramer, uh, who've worked very hard, um, I think, to 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 make this little tiny country uh, to become a very dominant player around the globe uh, in, in this sector. Well, it's in Auckland, so I'm also uh, very, very proud. So thank you for acknowledging our Luxembourg uh, leaders, Steve. 
Moving on, the culture of your organization, so you've talked about it being teal. Is there anything else you'd like to add about you know, how you do things differently at one group? When you obviously decided to, to create uh, one group, you're obviously asking yourself the question, how can I be, be different in this sector? The number one thing that we've always come up with was the team. It's having an experienced team, a, a team passionate about what they do. And I think that is the, 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 probably the, the main thing. It's not people who've joined one because we've promised them a, a big salary package, but it was really people who wanted to join this venture because they were p- passionate and because they wanted to be part of revolutionizing this industry. So yes, the experience is obviously very, very important, but then it's also the attitude. And that is something well, you have that or, or, or you have it or you don't have it. It's people who prepare to go the extra mile. And well, they'll only go the extra mile if they like what they do, if they have fun at, at what they do. So that's something that we're very conscious of. So the team is ex- extremely important. I'd say the only other thing that I may mention in, 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 you know, in relation to your question, how are we different as an organization? Team comes first. And, and second is certainly the way we're offering a solution. So we, both Revel and I, we, we don't believe in a one-size-fits-all approach or I want to be everything to, to everybody, but it's more about how, how can we offer solutions where our clients have a feeling that we add value right, right from day one. Fantastic. And I love the term that you're using about the revolution, which really echoes what we want to do at FTS Global and the Henker Institute about making financial services a better place to be. So you're a manco, Steve. Could you explain to your mum what a manco is? Well, let me put it that way. I've tried it a million times. I've never succeeded. And I think (laughs) as most of us do, we've just given up and and, and we just just say, "I'm, I'm working for a bank. And now she thinks oh, I've actually created my own bank, which clearly I haven't. But maybe funny story I have there is, I remember that very well. I was in my early 20s. My car broke down and, and my, my, my granddad had to drive me to work. And I was working for this German, German management company at the time here in Kirchberg, where when Kirchberg was, um, still almost empty, I think, or sure, I just, just opened up. And I just remember that the next day, apparently went and talked to my dad. And he said, something is wrong. Um, I drove Steve to work yesterday and, and he's, he keeps telling us he's working for a bank. I don't think he's working for a bank because he couldn't see a, a teller or he couldn't see uh, the bank, the bank as, as he knows the bank. He was saying, I don't know if this is a bank. I don't know how they're making money. <laughs> It's it's a cur- it's curious, isn't it? It's curious. No, my, my, even my mum thinks I'm a banker and I'm uh, nothing to do with banks. So. St- Steve, looking towards that revolution and, and, and that passion that you and Revel um, have, what do you think? What's your prediction for the future of financial services? You know, we're, we're still coming through through COVID. What's the future of this industry look like? Look, I, I think if we're looking at clearly, you know, everything is being more digitalized um, going forward. And clearly when we founded one that was our key focus as well, how can we create the next generation of fund uh, governance uh, service providers? Um, so our focus on uh, technology was great right, right from the beginning, obviously. We had the advantage of starting from scratch. We started with a blank sheet of paper. If you have a great team of 
experienced individuals, passionate about what they do. The, the mistakes we may have made in, in the past, it was pretty easy uh, for us to create a very efficient uh, solution uh, built on state-of-the-art technology. I, I think the, the crisis is just uh, accelerating that. Mm-hmm. And we've seen it, seen it in the last few months. We all uh, gotten used to use Zoom. We, we're not on conference calls anymore. In fact, I, I think I was, for months again, I was on a conference call uh, probably two or three weeks ago and I just found it so strange that I couldn't see the other, the, the other person. Um, so I think we're just not going to have any conference calls anymore. I hope we're going to meet, uh, more again, uh, in person, uh, g- going, going forward. Uh, but certainly, um, t- t- these are tools that are here to stay and while well, there's more to come. Very good. So, Steve, how would you describe to somebody listening your own leadership style? What is hmm. Steve Bernard's leadership style? I think I said earlier, you know, even with the success, I've never forgotten about uh, what leads to success, and that's, and that's a, a winning team. So I think I've always surrounded myself with experienced, committed, uh, like-minded people who, um, who are passionate about what they do, who are dynamic, who, who are driven by the desire to to add value to our clients. So make, making sure that your team understands the division uh, for your business, that they understand how they can contribute um, to, to making it a, a, a success. I think these are all things that are very important. I always say you can't have happy clients if you don't have a, a happy team. Um, and that's probably also why I never forget about uh, having fun at work, at work too. Absolutely. I, I was going to use, if you weren't going to say it, Steve, I would have used the word uh, fun because that's definitely the energy that you and um, Revel certainly, certainly bring. You talked about some Luxembourgish leaders earlier, Steve, that, you know, people that had had an impact on you. If you were to be sort of leaving a legacy to you know, young Luxembourgers who, who maybe are leaving uh, school or university and thinking of going to work um, for the government, what would you be telling them? What would you be um, advising them? Think about what the job is that we, you want, what is important to you professionally, but also in, in, in your personal life. Uh, when you've figured that out and you are in an organization that you like, but you may not be in the job, uh, that you like, well, just ask for that job. I've had that experience when I was at, at Citibank uh, many years ago, and, and I went to one of those um, leadership uh, courses, and one of those senior managers at the time um, told us, if you want a job, just go and ask for it. So, um, And that course took place in New York. Next next week, I was back in Luxembourg. I thought, well, that's, that's a great idea. I've never thought about that. And I really wanted to, I was in operations for the first 12 years of my career and I wanted to get into kind of business development, client delivery role. So I just called the global head of sales and I said, Hey, Richard, I would love to join your team. Well, the man, of course, did, didn't know who I was. I was this, this little guy in, in, in Luxembourg and he just thought um, that my approach was interesting. And he thanked me and obviously said, well, currently there's no role on the team, um, but I'll keep you in mind. Well, was it coincidence or not? But two or three months later, we, we, we met at a client uh, event and I had to do like a five minute presentation or so. Um, and I just remember that um, he spotted me and he came over and said, are, are you the guy who called me three months ago who wanted a job on my team? I said, yeah, that's me. Oh, I thought you're going on stage now and you're giving a presentation. And I said, yeah, well, you need to impress me. 
so the pressure was on. Uh, I did my, my five minute presentation and he came back and I said, when do you want to start? <laughs> so the moral of the story is, if you want something, ask for it and then go for it and be the best at it or be the best at your job. So work hard. Um, you know, if you want to be successful, uh, that's the other thing. You, you want to be successful and uh, nothing, nothing comes for free. It, it, it is, it is uh, hard work. And yes, we all want to have, you know, a good balance between, you know, private life and personal life and, and, and our work life. That is certainly important as well. Uh, but still, you, you want to achieve something you need to have, you want to have success. Well, you do need to work hard. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can only concur with that, Steve. I can only concur. And probably the other thing is sometimes you need to take a little risk. You know, there's very, there's a lot of people who are just very comfortable in their position. And well, they don't make a move into another role or to another company. Sometimes just take, take a little risk. I remember when it, when I moved from a big corporation into a, a much smaller firm, uh, Luxembourg based only. Uh, many people didn't understand me why, why I was doing that because it was like kind of big corporation, good company, small uh, company, company, uh, bad company. My, my experience was, was a totally different one. Mm, interesting. Very interesting. So when you're not doing what you're doing at work, um, Steve, and for the industry, what do you like to do in your spare time? Well, family is obviously very important for me, uh, especially having had to travel the last few years, probably almost 200 days a year, probably on 150 flights a year around the globe. It's something I'll, um, you can almost not say anymore today in today's environment, and I'm sure that that's going to change in, in, in the future. And I hope there's still going to be some uh, some traveling at least. But certainly when I'm at home, I, I like to spend time uh, with the family, be, be it at home or be it, be it traveling. Uh, with the family, I'm, I'm a big uh, traveler and I'm very much interested in exploring new, new cultures. Uh, I like to go to places where maybe not, not everybody has been to, um, uh, places like, like Miramar or, or Peru, uh, which I find very, very interesting, very exciting places. Mm. Other than that, when I'm at home uh, after work, I, I usually play tennis with, uh, uh, my 16 year old, uh, once, once a week. But I'd love to say I'm golfing as well from time to time. But I haven't, I haven't done it for the past two years, so I, I won't, won't even mention it. Um, but yeah, it's spending time with the family. We're probably enjoying good wine. Um, enjoying with, good wine. With, with, and do you have a favorite wine. wine, Steve? Well, there is many. Um, certainly good Riesling from Luxembourg or when it's red wine, it's certainly gonna, it's certainly good Bordeaux. A good Bordeaux. And, and if you were to choose a favorite Luxembourgish wine, what would it be? Oh. The Riesling, which mm, Riesling would you? Probably going to be Abidur. Abidur, the famous Abidur. Absolutely. And what is it about Abidur's wine and his leadership that you admire? Hmm. I've done a number of wine tastings with him. It's probably the passion again. So he's very passionate about what he does. And I just like people who are passionate about what they do. Steve Bernard, thank you so much for bringing passion to this interview on Flex in the City this afternoon. It's been an absolute uh, pleasure to have you. Fillemore's merci. Well, I thank you. Merci Fillemore. <laughs> thank you. You just listened to Flex in the City. Catch us on our next episode.